And on this Friday, January 27, 2023 edition of Newsmakers, a Palestinian gunman opened fire outside an East Jerusalem synagogue Friday night, killing six people and wounding four others, according to medical officials. The attack was halted when the gunman was shot by police in one of the deadliest attacks on Israelis in years. The killings took place a day after Israeli troops killed nine Palestinians in a raid in the West Bank. The violence poses a challenge for Israel's new government and cast a cloud over a visit by U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken to the region Sunday. He is likely to discuss the underlying causes of the conflict that continue to fester, the agenda of Israel's new government, and the Palestinian Authority's decision to halt security coordination with Israel in retaliation for Thursday's deadly raid. Auschwitz-Birkenau survivors and other mourners have commemorated the 78th anniversary of the liberation of the Nazi German death camp in the final months of World War II. The site is located in southern Poland, which during World War II was under the occupation of German forces and became a place of systematic murder of Jews, Poles, Roma, and others. In all, some 1.1 million people were killed at the camp, most of them Jews, before it was liberated by Soviet troops on January 27, 1945. Among those who attended commemorations was Doug Emhoff, the husband of U.S. Vice President Kamala Harris. Elsewhere in the world, events were planned today to mark International Holocaust Remembrance Day, an annual commemoration established by United Nations Resolution in 2005. An American missionary pilot remains in prison in Mozambique, but his wife has finally been able to talk to him for the first time in 11 weeks. The story from Lindsay Coe with Mission Network News. Ryan Cower, a pilot with Mission Aviation Fellowship in Mozambique, was arrested on November 7 while preparing to transport orphanage supplies brought in by two South African men. All three men were detained and falsely charged with supporting terrorism. That was the last day Annabelle and their two young boys saw Ryan. It took some effort, but on Tuesday, Annabelle was able to speak with Ryan on the phone at 2.30 a.m. local time. The couple talked for several minutes, and they hoped to do so more often. Annabelle said it was wonderful that their boys heard their dad's voice on the speaker, and afterwards, she felt more at peace. On the phone, Ryan shared he is greatly encouraged by the global body of Christ praying and by Dietrich Bonhoeffer's book, The Cost of Discipleship. He noted the need to be surrendered to God's will and the fact that time is short, but eternity is long. Seattle Pacific University has elected a new president. The SPU Board of Trustees has unanimously chosen Dr. Dina Porterfield, president of Roberts Wesleyan University and Northeastern Seminary at Roberts Wesleyan University. Like Seattle Pacific, Roberts Wesleyan is a Christian university affiliated with the Free Methodist Church of North America. Dr. Porterfield will be the 12th president in SBU's 132-year history. She was selected after a national search that began last July. Dr. Porterfield will be the first female president of Seattle Pacific and will succeed interim president Pete Manjaris. She'll assume her duties on July 1st of this year. And that's Newsmakers for this Friday, January 27th, 2023 edition. I'm Keith Black.